You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Thank you for tapping into some untapped tag. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. What is going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing and I'm, I'm great. I'm really excited. You're really excited because we are joined by Carrie. Nice to, Hello, nice everybody. to see you. Woo! Welcome, Carrie. welcome. Thank you. Got our applause track Thank going. Thank you. That is our Yeah, applause. yeah. <laughs> Carrie, how you doing? I'm really good. Thanks. How are you? Good, good. So to our listeners, yeah, we, uh, Carrie reached out to us, shared a little bit about our story via social media with us, and uh, we thought it would be a wonderful idea to bring her on so everybody can kind of hear who Carrie is um, and, and learn more about her story. So we're excited. We're really, really excited to have you here, and we're most definitely grateful as well, too. We are grateful. Absolutely. I'm grateful to you both as well, because yeah. I'd really love to put a movie together of my life. I outlaid it. I laid it out in a podcast I was on a couple of weeks ago. I won't get into too much again. If anybody wants to know, they can go back to that. But um, yeah, I want to write a movie I would, and I'd maybe call it carried away because yeah, I've been carried away in my As, life uh, yeah, in many that's... different ways. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that. Well, that's what, that's Thank your Twitter you. handle too. So which yeah, I, I yep, really yep. do like. And uh, thank you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a good. I like one. that. I like that a lot. Go ahead, thank RJ. you. Oh, uh, <clears throat> all right. So let's start with this. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you like our listeners to know about you? Yeah. So who is Carrie? Yeah. I'm somebody who has had PTSD my entire life. I had a um, traumatic birth to start it all. So I didn't even realize I was post-traumatic until I was 40, 41 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, I've operated in a state of chaos my whole life. And like I was incubated for a couple of days because I was jaundiced as a baby. So I didn't get that bonding time with mom. Yep. So yeah, I've I just been operating chaos my whole life. So then as these crazy things happen, you know, it was just something else that happened, you know. So then finally, I had some kind of a nervous breakdown um, four years ago. And it was when I had quit drinking and I come to the realization that I need to be done drinking. Mm. That's when I had like a nervous breakdown because drinking was my go-to for dealing with this all. Mm. So then I, um, yeah, I was faced, I had alcohol poisoning in 2016. Oh, and so that really, that really made me face up. I have intest, I have, um, I still have some intestinal problems. Even alcohol is a drug, and I've lost two friends in the last three years who drank themselves to death. And so that could have been me easily. Wow. So I got a, I got a question for you, Carrie. If sure. I um. So, so let's kind of um, let's start out with um, you know what uh, what. You know, what kind of led you down that path that you no longer want to associate yourself with? Uh, 
you know, what was that deciding factor to, to lead you down the path of, of to not drink of, of using, or when you were, when you were mm. using alcohol and all that stuff. Mm. So I had a, um, I had my, you know, so like I said, I had a lot of chaotic things happen the first 25 years of my life. And then I got with the man who's now my husband and he gave me stability. Like we lived in the same place and he had a solid job. And then I was able to get a job that I held and I loved it, you know, and it was a stable life and I was able to feel myself healing. But then my husband found out that his plant was going to close the place where he worked. It's, um, it's a international company. So there's locations, other places. So we eventually moved, but yeah, when the plant initially closed, that shattered all of my stability. And that's when I started binging. And I didn't stop for almost eight years. See, I love that. I love, for one, I love your honesty already off the bat. And we're only about five minutes in. Um, because that's it's a lot about what RJ speaks about in myself. Uh, is that identity that you just mentioned. That, that once you lose that one thing that you're so familiar with doing every single day. That schedule. You know, you kind of marry your self-esteem with it, um, identity, all of the above. And, and then once it's gone, it it's sort of a crisis. No, it is a crisis, actually. So, yeah, share a little bit more, if you would like, about about how that was, you know, that 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 instability that came about. Yeah, I had um, two jobs that I loved. One was a little it was actually called the Little Bistro. You know, it was a little restaurant. And I was a server there for some lunch shifts. And she really counted on me to be like her head server, you know, because she's actually younger than me. My boss was. So, you know, she really leaned on me to train the rest of her staff and to keep the front of the house running smooth. And then I had another job. Shout out to the Rock Bar and Grill in Beloit, Wisconsin. Jim Agati and Bill Locke. My bosses I love. But, um... So I worked there for two years and I was basically like the assistant bar manager. Like I made the Bloody Mary mix and I did a lot of prep. Uh, But then I also was a server on the floor. Like I worked on Friday nights. I was the closing Friday night server. You guys know Friday fish fry, you know? So, yep. And there's no Friday fish fry where I live. It's like just a Wisconsin thing. I swear (laughs) to God. It is. It is just a Wisconsin thing. Anywhere you go, you can't get it. Uh-uh. It was such a culture shock, such a culture shock to move here in a lot of ways. Like I go to the gas station and I'm like, there's water, there's milk, there's juice, there's energy drinks. Where's the beer? Mm. There's no cold beer at the gas station, you know, right. like, yeah, yeah, a lot of things. But yeah, so I had my identity, you know, as being a key person at two different places. And then... Yeah, um, I had a six-month notice to give them that I was moving here. Oh, my goodness. I should have just moved here when my husband did because we did five months of dual. That's hard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I was, yeah, I was all by myself Sunday to Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday he was there. Oh, my goodness. I did so much drinking. I didn't make any, like, I mean, obviously, drinking and driving is a bad decision, but I wasn't doing, like, other crazy things or anything that my husband wouldn't approve of. But yeah, I was just drinking. 
don't remember driving home. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I don't remember driving home. Oh, yeah. Um, so then I moved here and trying to find a spot like that again. And, yeah, it didn't happen. So then I, I had five different jobs here in the first six years I was here. And I lost all five of them because of my drink. Mm. That, I really that's sorry go ahead RJ I was gonna say that that's really tough because I mean the, the force is really outside of your control kind of upended uh how stable you know you were in your life and creates these forces that uh lead you to the bottle a little bit more and I mean yeah. in Wisconsin let's be honest it's not really that Look down right, upon. Not, yeah. You're just like, oh, right? Yeah, you enjoy your alcohol. That's awesome. Like, right? That's yeah, kind of yeah. what it is. But you go other places, mm-hmm. and now you're a little bit of an outcast. I mean, you know, you're you got to try to fit in. You don't really know exactly. anybody. Trying to make new. Exactly. That's that's really hard. That's really mm-hmm. nerve wracking. Um, and then the first the first three years, we lived in a tiny little apartment. So that, yeah, now yeah, that would be. That's a change. That's a very big change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we have a big, beautiful house. Like, oh, my God, I couldn't even have this house in Wisconsin. But Okay. So you, obviously, that instability came about, and that, that was yes. a practice in itself and, yes. and led you down that that ooh, that monstrous mm-hmm. rabbit hole of alcohol. Um, and so our question to you is, you know, what what what, what got you out of that? What what? What brought you back out of that rabbit hole? What was the deciding factor for you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live this way anymore. Uh, you know, where well, did that I had an alcohol poisoning. Um, I oh my god, I binged so hard this one particular weekend. Like I had a pool party till like seven o'clock in the morning, and one of my girls here, she left at like three thirty in the morning, and she said she was afraid for my life because like that's how binged I was so yeah and I still went to work and then that night I had another pool party but then um the next day Sunday Sunday fun day it wasn't fun because I had stomach ache like bad bad like it was hangover from hell and it lasted three four days so then my husband's like I'm taking you to the emergency room and I found out yeah I got intestinal whatever yeah TMI no (laughs) but yeah and I still have some issues I need to follow up on, but I'm getting my mental health right first. Then I can tackle the physical. But like but that. then, thank you. And my doctor, I have a new doctor, and that's that's totally what he, where he's at. Like he's not pushing me to fix the physical until I get my mental right. That's awesome. Like but, that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, so no, please, no, please go ahead. Well, actually, if you want to have a question on what I'm talking about right now, because I'm going to go on something else next. It's all you. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this okay. is the floor is yours. Um, so I made the decision I need to not drink anymore. But then I have uh, I had a really good friend of mine who was actually killed by police. They did a they served a um, welfare check and beat him to death in handcuffs. So I, um, I allowed myself, yeah, that first month, I'm talking, it was the same week. 
when I am alcohol poisoning and I found this out. So then I had three instances of drinking in that first month. But then my husband got mad at me one time. When, when he gets mad, he don't like trip out like my ex. Um, he's he's a master of the silent treatment. <laughs> 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 and I could just feel all the words he wants to say. And that's just as bad as if he were to come out and say everything negative that one could say. Mm. So I just felt it. And I'm just like, I need to. No. And since then, I only had one relapse. And that, well, actually, all of the times um, you guys were talking about before, and I totally feel this, you got to be 100% all in. Yeah. You got to be. Because what happened to me, the last relapse that I had, was it was 4th of July. And so I'm just like, oh, maybe I could have a couple little shots, you know. And then I was fine. But then a couple of days later, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this again. Mm -hmm. And then my husband, I thought I quit in time for my husband to get home from work, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. So then I got more, so then I got more silent treatment. <laughs> and that was my last time. No, that's such a good point. That's so, it's, I think the, the, the important message right there is you got to be honest with yourself and, and you have to alcohol is was all three of our choice of drug and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cannot have a little bit of it can't have a that's taste. right you can't somebody asked me i have a new friend a couple of days ago we were chatting online and they were talking about you know a little shot a little beer you know and i'm just like no mm. no, no no i cannot yeah. <clears throat> i i get that at work where the guys are like come on uh, you, you know, you can have, you can have one with us, you know, you won't get just absolutely blasted. Like, we'll make sure I'm like, no, you guys don't understand because I will go back to my hotel room and you guys will think that I'm done. I will go mm -hmm. out the side door, go exactly. across to the gas station, get myself a 30 I'm gonna pack, get some more. a 12 pack, a 30 pack, and I'll be up all night drinking. And then I got to drive this big truck. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No, I'm not putting myself in no. that situation. I'm sorry, but I know you guys think that that's the only way I can be fun, but uh, no, that's not. <laughs> right, right. That's I know. People... <laughs> that's another topic, RJ. Great, great segue. So, Carrie, uh, once you <clears throat> once you hopped on this journey of recovery, yes, did you lose some friends? Some quote friends? Kind, kind of, but actually, not really. Okay. Because I had pretty much hermitized myself already anyway. People weren't coming to me. I was meeting them at the bar. So, mm. you know, I mean, I still have my girl. Uh, my, I can't really say my best friend because my real best friend back home will get salty. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But shout out Osseo Family Restaurant in northern Wisconsin. My best friend, Tani Shabani. He's also on the sober journey like five years now, I think. Oh, wow. What's that awesome. restaurant? RJ and I will have to check it out. Osseo Family Restaurant. Oh, it's just oh. south of it's just south of Eau Claire. In Osseo, Wisconsin? Yes, it's at the truck stop. Okay. I think I think I've been through there. Exit eighty eight, yeah. Highway ten. Yeah, yeah I, he's been, been sober think, like I'm pretty five sure years. Been uh been by yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Somebody stole the big rooster. How do Did you, you see steal the big that rooster? big rooster? <laughs> How do you take that? How do you steal it? How do you just, nobody sees what's going on? I don't get it. Honestly, but, when, you're, 
when you're drunk or on drugs, right. stuff, it seems like, uh, yeah, if you do some wild Yeah, stuff. this is going to be fun. Yeah. But yeah, so my, my best friend, Tani, back home, he's been sober, like I said, five years. So he gets salty when I refer to Jessica here as my best friend. <laughs> but yeah, so she, she drinks, you know, she's pretty responsible about it. As responsible as one can be, but yeah, so yeah, she's still my girl. She still comes, hangs out at the pool all the time, and yeah, so no, I didn't really lose. But then, Good. you know, like I said, it's not like I was working either. So yeah, it's absolutely permit life. I want to hear your thoughts on, you know, for for RJ and I want to know this, and our listeners yes. as well, because again, we talk about. <clears throat> You know, people make mistakes. That's how you grow. Yes. That's how you grow. I mean, don't yes. don't judge people for mistakes because that's how everyone grows. And so, obviously, if you learn from those mistakes. So, our question to you is, once you, once you hopped on this recovery journey, once you decided that alcohol cannot go with you, with your future, into your future, mm-hmm. with you into your future. So, what have you gained? What have you gained since then? How much more... Do you think or you feel it as if you gained from putting down the bottle? Authenticity. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a big thing. You know, a, you meant Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing because I myself am more authentic. You know, I'm not drunk half the time or whatever. I'm not waking up in a fog or, you know, I'm a hundred percent me all the time now. Yep. Mm. And, um, you know, you touched on losing friends or not. Well, now I know all my friends are authentic. Mm. That, um, and that's yeah. huge. That is, that is huge <laughs> when you know they're all in for mm-hmm. you and they're not just all in. For, yes. You know, the what party. you do at the bar. Yep. 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 The circus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not my circus, that. not my monkey. <laughs> uh, RJ and I share that a lot. And RJ, I, lo- I love for you to chime in on that, man. I know. I, I love when you share that about how. You know, it's kind of as if you were putting on a, a clown suit um, every time. Mom? Yeah, I was the right. I was the sideshow. <laughs> like, you know, oh, uh, I bet I can see that. <laughs> fifth or sixth year, uh, it was I think it was my fifth year at college. Uh, I took a year off in between there, but like, if I wouldn't go out drinking with the guys, they got mad at me. Like, why aren't you going? It's like well, I don't want to. This right. Time. And then right. you know, they just wanted to go out and watch how I interacted with people because. Uh-huh. They didn't want to interact with people, but um, like that's I was just like happy go lucky, wanted everybody to love me most of the time, and uh, that's mm-hmm. what that's what they like to see. So, um, but I didn't like myself when I woke up in the morning. I didn't like myself so. looking in the mirror, you know, on a random Tuesday, you know, afternoon or night, even though you know Tuesday Tuesday dollar bottles, you got to go out and get some. Uh huh. <laughs> My friend just learned about Thirsty Thursday the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, five five dollar Long Islands. I mean, you know, we used to go. Out, I, I still right. remember all the deals like from back in school. Yep, like, yeah. That's that's yeah. what it always was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but no, sorry, good. One other thing though, um, what really got me committed to being sober though is my cat because um you know like people if something were to happen to me people could move on 
but my cat, you know, they, you know, we have this thing, you know, and I just, I couldn't like, yeah, I had, I had a little breakdown and the, you know, and so now, you know, I just have all my time with my cats now, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I felt so guilty about being gone from them either physically or mentally, you know, because I wasted half their life. But I think it's good, though, that you recognize it. I think that's a huge plus in what you have gained since you stepped Mm -hmm. away from the bottom. Exactly. That's why I mentioned it. Yep. Yeah, it's that awareness. That awareness, being mindful of other people's emotions and understanding how you've been absent um, Mm -hmm. for a while out of their lives. So that's... Exactly. Again, there's, there's... We can sit here and chat forever about you know, the negatives of, you know, what I was doing, what you were doing, what RJ was doing, but there's so much beauty in the process once you put the bottle down and you realize that you have to learn yes. so much more about yourself. Yes. So what is something that you have learned about yourself since you've been sober? Because now you don't have a drug to right with emotions or anything like that. You have to face the music. Right. I realized that I am somebody that people enjoy. Like I have, um, you know, you guys talked about accountability and I'm huge on that too. You got to be accountable. So when I committed to, you know, when I, it it was probably in the middle of my psychosis, I started a page, a sobriety focused astrology page. And I built that to 15,000 people now all around the world. Nice. Mm -hmm. I changed and I hijacked it though. And I changed it to carried away instead of, you know, just... (laughs) Just because the um, the focus on the sobriety, I don't know, you know, well, like you like you said before, it's um, recovery, not so much sobriety, you know, and I don't know. I just was I'm just trying to change things up or something. I don't know. I've lost a lot of followers since I did that too. bogus. People. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Arjun, and I can share a lot about that when it comes to it's. Yeah. You know, uh, we try not to pay too much attention to the numbers and all of that stuff because the exactly, goal is, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Because the goal is, and and not only that, it's a very, very, very small percentage. When I'm talking about almost sixteen thousand, anyway. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's about spreading positivity, sharing mm-hmm. some raw stories, so, some real life, tangible stories that most people can relate to. Everybody is recovering from something. That's just what it is. Uh, so I've been pimping this podcast on my page too. So hopefully you'll get Thank some you. of that traffic. Thank you. Yes, yes. Oh, we have yeah. seen that, and we really appreciate yeah. it. We, we've mm-hmm. seen how excited you were, and it just made us even more excited. Like One thing mm-hmm. that I, I love about our community is how um, people will message us that they're inspired and let us know their story, or like we've gotten emails, we, you know, uh, messages, and then they're surprised yeah. when we message back. And we tell yeah, them that, yeah. you know, you're, we really appreciate your story and you inspired us. And like just that, that circle that you can get on that everybody uh, just helps Absolutely. each other. Like I've noticed right. I, since we talked to uh, Nikki, the sober lady from Britain. Yeah, over in England. And, yeah, yeah. And like we jumped both feet into the deep end into that community and just like how everybody's helping to uplift everybody. And yeah, there's not one yeah, right way right. to be in recovery. There's not, you know, there's no way that's wrong. There's so many different mm-hmm. ways of doing things. Um, right. That's I think the the biggest thing that we bring is 
we've all done that stuff. So we're not judgmental. We're like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, come here, let absolutely. Me give you a yeah. Like, I, I've been there. I'm yeah. sorry that you had to go through that too. Right. That's how, that's how, that's mm-hmm. how the community feels. That's what we want to give to everybody else. Like, absolutely. You make a mistake. Uh, if you're not living, you're, you're not going to make mistakes. Like that's the only way you're not going right. to make mistakes is if you're not living. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the vibe that we're trying to put out there. And so yep, yep. Uh, we really appreciate what you've been doing because it's, yeah, that's, it was a lot of fun to watch. And then you were in on our stream on Thursday night. It's very yep, obvious yep. you're a Wisconsin sports fan. I mean, uh, you, mm-hmm. you know, I know pulling, out the, yep. pulling out the dates and the exact plays and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 This is, this is going to be fun. I got a plot twist though. Okay. okay. I'm actually a Bears fan. I thought you were going to say that. When you said you were from Beloit and you're like, I got a plot twist. I thought oh. that you were going to go there. Okay. Okay. My husband, my husband is a huge Packer fan though. Like if you walk <laughs> through my house, it's like a, oh my God, it's Badgers and Packers. <laughs> That's because, you know, if you're a Bears fan, you can kind of hide it a little bit. But if you're a Packers fan, you're religious. There's no hiding it. It's mm. <laughs> true that. True that. <laughs> it's it's great being, though. Yeah. You being a Bears fan doesn't, doesn't, doesn't bother me. I'm a. I grew up a Broncos fan, but that. That's, uh, really, and then you got yeah. drafted by them. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I got a picture when I was eight years old wearing the Broncos jersey. So that doesn't doesn't affect me. But we got a Packers fan that's in a- here, so he's 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 silently salty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who? You. <laughs> you get to be a Bears fan. I mean, I'm just you know I'm. I'm but I'm not yeah. saying I like your husband more. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know what's funny though is I dissociated in that moment, the fourth and eight. I dissociated so hard I don't remember it. Wow. <laughs> I was stone cold sober. That is crazy. I've had those moments like, too. You're talking but about like, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unreal. <laughs> that's how big of a fan you are. Yeah, like mm. like I watched the whole game separate from Steve. <laughs> but <laughs> so you know, I watched the whole game and the Bears are winning. And then I remember that they lost. And then a couple days later, Steve and I are sitting out here and he's like, you know, they say fourth and eight's gonna be such a major thing in history. What's that? No, 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 sorry. I'm trying to focus oh, my okay. camera. Oh, no, no. I, yeah, I thought oh, he was gotcha, trying to do something gotcha. too, and then I no, yeah, to, to show me something. Yeah, yeah. He's no, you gotta keep going. I'm trying to focus talking it. crap. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's like, they say fourth and eight's going to be such a strong play in history or whatever. And I, I look over at him like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. And he's <laughs> and he's like, that play, and I'm just like, oh, that's how they lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh. Yeah, before we, I, I I love the sport talk, of course, but I there's there's mm-hmm. before we wrap up um, your story and everything, I guess it's time to it's time to ask you, sure. you know what, um, how long you you may have touched on this, how long have you been sober and in, uh, in two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen, what has it been like? What has it been like since for the last what is that four years? Almost four yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is it? What has it been like these last four years compared to the last? You said so you stayed at twenty five, right? I think. I I started binging when I was thirty one. Okay. So yeah, um, two thousand eight. So from two thousand eight until two thousand sixteen. Okay. I was binging, and then I had my relapse in two thousand seventeen. 
All right. So, so what, has it, what has it been like for you since? Now it's great, but it was a very, very hard transition because that, again, was my identity. What's my identity without alcohol now? Mm. That was a major identity crisis. What's my life without alcohol going to be? And, yeah, it was so hard until I got on some um, anxiety medicine. Okay. I'm doing I'm doing much better since that. But, yeah, and then I had my – that's one part why I had my relapse is because my medicine ran out and I didn't know what to do. So I didn't do anything and then I relapsed. But it's been peaceful and I've been more intentional, a lot more intentional. Like I said um, about my cats, you know, and, and just about anybody in my life, I try to be more focused in the moment. Mm. And, you know, because I realize I can't beat myself up over all that stuff that happened. And I realize I can't let myself go too far forward either. What's going to happen? Because, you know, so I just try to stay focused yeah. and enjoy, intentionally enjoy my time with my friends or my husband or whatever. But yeah, that was, uh, and I had some, I got triggered on social media and I, oh my God, I had some episode of psychosis, some jerk. Um, cause it was a local, yeah, it was a, um, news article about what is um what was it something about christmas part it was in the wake of the harvey weinstein when all that came out and the me too okay and you know in the news question the news prompted a question on social media what can be done you know with holiday parties in the wake of the me too movement office parties and i said something like how about don't drink (laughs) just being a smart you know, right. smarty pants. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, that would keep uh, people's boundaries up, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the problem with drinking is that you lose boundaries and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, you got some truth there. It's just a matter yeah. of yeah. it's so ingrained in America that uh, that's we're probably not going to get past that. <laughs> right. Well, we're alive, so some jerk, some jerk came to my personal page. And found some meme that I posted about how I can't drink and how it can be awkward at home. You know, the party's at my house, but I'm trying to leave to get away from the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the meme was about. And so some dude went to my personal page and saw that. And then he commented, well, you can't drink. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. That triggered me so hard. And so then that led to me realizing that I'm post-traumatic. So that is a very good thing that did come out of it. Hmm. And again, yeah, because... I know that my, my question may have been a little repetitive there, but because you did mention the authenticity is what That's you all right. have noticed. Clarity's good. Stopped, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that you touched on that a little more because that that mm-hmm. that's some pretty cool stuff right there, Carrie. There really is. There really is. Yay. Yay. Um, let's see. I got my – another thing I relate to you, Monte, is – you said if you could go back to a former point, you know, to younger Monte, you said 2011, you would say it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Me too, because that was right after I moved here. And uh, they used to call me Mrs. Ball at my work <laughs> <laughs> because I love the Badgers so much. That's pretty cool. So are you saying it was the same, the same year you would go back to just like mine? That same year of 2011? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Small world, geez. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's a lot of parallels between our journey. Yeah, yeah 2011 was, was a rough year for me off the, off the field. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So um, my question for you <laughs> yeah, please. Is, yeah. <laughs> is how much did separation anxiety filter into your drinking? Because like you were from St. Louis area, then you had to go to Madison to go to school. Yeah, great Did that question. filter into it? Um, honestly, so I was very fortunate to have my parents and my sisters move up to Wisconsin my freshman year. That is, that's great. Yeah, we're a very close family. To some, oh, you are? To some looking on the outside, <laughs> that, being, that being RJ when he first started dating my sister. It could be a little yeah. weird. It could be a little weird how close, how close our family is, but we're like, you know, whatever. This I wouldn't say it's weird. This is I wouldn't we use weird as a term. I don't care if we 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 know it's a little not it's normal. Not, to it's not it's not that weird. Together. I would say it's not it's not right right. It's but, ideal. Uh, I'd say it's ideal. Shit. Yeah, but a lot for me. No, you're funny. Yeah, but a lot, okay. a lot for me was uh, <laughs> just the pressure. You know, once once my absolutely. Was, oh my god. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's like okay, okay. Now I'm all in in football. I gotta I gotta succeed. Or 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 they made that move. They quit their jobs. I did X Y Z for for nothing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to succeed. I got to succeed. I got to succeed. And then, so again, I don't, it's not my parents' fault at all. It's a decision we all made. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you didn't have as much of the separation anxiety like I did. No, mine was just a significant amount of pressure at a very young age. Absolutely. That ratcheted up my anxiety. Well, more times than not, what goes hand in hand with anxiety is that depression. And yeah. Depression, alcoholism is a slippery slope. Absolutely, they go you together. Drink, you drink more, you get more depressed. And I was stuck. Absolutely. Yeah. I was stuck. Yeah. But again, this ain't about me. <laughs> well, I still question. wanted to, you know, I still wanted to know, like, you know, how deep do our parallels run? Was a great I got my notes over here. Playing catch up while drinking. You mentioned that too. Um, how how your um classmates would be drinking all week, but you can't so much. Oh. And then you got to catch up to their level on the weekend. Go yes. zero to 60 as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. I relate to that too, being the server and the bartender. I can't drink so much on shift, but I get off of work and I got to yeah, do that. Catch up to everybody, yep. Yep, yep. yep. I've been there. I've been there. That too. Yeah. yeah, it's that trend. Yep. We couldn't drink, obviously, with the students through the week because we're practicing. And then obviously we have the yes. game on Saturday. But after the game, mm -hmm, I tried game to on. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, well, you are, Jay. Oh man, I'd get home from my shifts. We'd throw house parties Thursday through Saturday nights, and uh, I'd get back. Some nights, especially around holiday time, it was like you know eleven, eleven thirty midnight. Well, everybody else had been drinking for five, six hours, so I guess I got to get that five, six hours in in five, six minutes. So line those exactly. shots up, baby. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shots. Oh my god, that's, that's still. I mean. It's getting better now. Um, this year has really been getting better as far as my attitude towards alcohol. But for the longest time, like, I couldn't enjoy even going out to eat with my husband because everybody else has a mixed drink or a martini or a glass of wine or a beer. Or, you know, I go to the bar with friends. Maybe half of my table's not drinking. But I look over at the bar and there's people doing shots. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, no, get me out of here. If you get the, if you smell like a beer that goes past, would you, yeah. uh, you get that craving still? Like no matter what the beer is, do you, do you feel it a little bit? Actually, um, last night 
I had a good test because my neighbor wanted to learn how to make mojitos. So she got all the ingredients to make a mojito and I did it. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> and I didn't feel, I know, right? Yay. No, <laughs> no, but I didn't feel the only, the only time I felt anything was when I was cutting the line because that was such a part of my job. So the, the whole smell in the rum didn't bother me. Like the making the drink, all that didn't bother me. The only thing that bothered me was cutting that fruit. <laughs> okay. But so it's we... because it's because I'm feeling the pressure. I feel, you know, I don't have to work, you know, obviously I haven't for five years now, but, or four years, whatever. No, it's been five, 2016. I lost my last job, but, um, so I haven't worked since then, but I feel pressure to, cause like I want to buy things for myself. Yeah. You know, my husband doesn't mind if I do a little bit here and there, but obviously I can't go, you know? <laughs> so I feel pressure to make my own money, especially now that I re-upped my business license. There you go. I do have, I do have my own LLC. It's called by the Indigo Moon LLC. Um, that was my original blog title, but now, you know, I'm going with the carried away. So my WordPress is still by the Indigo Moon. So I started the page to go along with it. And then I started the business. Dang, I left my bracelets inside. I meant to show you, but I have one. This is what my business is intended for is to make gemstone bracelets. All right. This one is rotocrosite with um lipidolite and it's intended for helping you heal emotionally heart issues or whatever oh, wow it's it's got the green too a little green adventuring because green and pink are for heart chakra okay so this is intended to help emotional and yeah i make all different kinds i have all different colors all different intentions i made fertility bracelet for somebody before you know it's different things no, this but also, cool like I said, the floor is yours. We're here to learn Thank about Carrie, and that's some pretty cool stuff. I wanted you to touch on that hat, though. Uh, you, you you went and grabbed that hat, and you wanted it to be in your shot. In the yeah. shot. So let's share a little bit more about that, because obviously that's a very powerful quote. Not all who wander are lost. It's a trip because I live um, I live in the city, but my subdivision has it's like in the woods. And there's trails and stuff. And it's really great. And so one time me and Jessica are walking and some little kid wrote in chalk this quote on the bridge. And so, you know, it's like right after I moved in here and I'm just like, whoa. And then that quote kept following me. Like I kept seeing it on Facebook and I kept seeing it everywhere. And I'm just like, whoa, I need to, you know. So I saw this hat in Florida on vacation. I'm like, I got to get it. It's calling out to you. Calling out to yeah. you. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing little coincidences like that that happen. Right. That you just notice. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. not And then my my card, a good friend, is like a four-leaf clover. Hard to find and lucky to have. Very true. The older you get, you really start to realize that. <laughs> good my friend gave me that rare. at my birthday one time. So I yes. pulled it up. But, again, this is all yeah. good stuff that there's so much abundance 
you're just just in abundance of of good stuff mm-hmm. here just about what you have gained since since mm-hmm. you decided that alcohol cannot go with you so what is this might be a tough question um sure. sorry RJ, i'm kind of i'm kind of kind of hogging the mic it's all right <laughs> i'll um, speak up what, what um <laughs> If there was one thing that you could share with somebody who may be suffering right now in silence, what would that be? Coming with the hard-hitting questions today. It is. Well, this is hard because um, I'm trying to think, like, what would get into me? Mm, What would get to me? And I'm extremely, like, I don't know if I'm autistic with oppositional defiance or what. I'm going to be tested for that soon, but yeah, it's, it's hard. It really is because I don't know what would have gotten to me other than having this life experience, Mm. but, um, tough times don't last. Hang in there. Right. Don't be afraid to reach out (laughs) to somebody, anybody, anybody. It it only takes the right conversation with one person, really. Absolutely, it's right place, right time. Kind of like yeah. some, you know, some luck. Luck is involved a mm-hmm. little bit when you get into substance dependency, like you know we had. Obviously, we were trying to hide our emotions. I think we've all been very uh, open about that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was uh, that was tough for me as well. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy journey. It's not. It's, it's uh, not. Because here's the thing. It's not. I mean, again, RJ and I, we keep it raw here on this show. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, there's, there's more times that I'm embarrassed to admit where I was like, you know what? I Maybe I can have a sip. Who's going to know? Right. Right. Gonna, you know, who's mm-hmm. going to know? But I don't know. Um what it is that always just told me not to do it. Obviously, a big part of it's my son. Um, yeah, it's, it's still that alcoholism is a monster. So, what are some of the, mm. what are some of your techniques, your ways of when the, those thoughts come in, when if they're withdrawals or what have you? Now you can't use alcohol. So, how do you right. defend yourself from it when it calls out to you? Music. Music is oh my god, yes. Music I'm right there with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I binge on the blacklist. It's the only TV show I watch. <laughs> he, well, who what's his relation to her? Somebody tell me. Right. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, oh my god. Music. What kind of music? It's almost everything. I don't so much like classic rock just because I was not exposed to current music until I discovered it on my own. I was like eight years old. So all I knew before that was like Elvis Presley and Beach Boys and Oak Ridge Boys and, you know, the Radar Love and all the classic rock that my uncle listened to. And so I don't like that, but I love um, EDM and death metal (laughs) and Latin music. I speak Spanish, almost fluent. Oh yeah, heck yeah! It's funny. Yeah, a lot of people who go ahead, just I was just saying that's amazing. That's a fantastic skill to have and cultivate. And mm-hmm. oh my god, yeah! I made up my mind. I was like ten years old. I made up my mind. I wanted to not have a problem, and now I don't have a problem communicating. 
and it saved my life. That's uh, a few times. That, that yes, that is important. Uh, the death metal. Yeah, it's so common. Many people who get into recovery, it's that metal. It's that. I think it's like a stress reliever. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> when you're in yes. your car, and you just ah to the music, and then, and then you the drums. The oh work. my god, <laughs> the drums. Yeah, I play drums too a little bit. Oh yeah, I love that. You're a jack of all trades, or Jane of all trades. <laughs> One second, my TV turned yeah. on. No, no, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you we're raw here, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty. Right. That's pretty. That's really, really cool, Carrie. And I think honestly, that name that's pretty cool. So let let's let's hear a little bit about this uh, this uh, screenwriting that you're thinking about doing or writing a movie or what have you. Uh, yes, yeah. Right away is an awesome name. <laughs> yes, thank it is. you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. So yeah, um, I think I want to start it when my house caught fire. Um, I was twenty two. And my ex-boyfriend came and picked me up from work, and my house caught fire. Or it had been on fire and put itself out, because it was wintertime, so the house was all sealed up. Mm. So it didn't have no more oxygen to breathe, so it put itself out, but still the house was uninhabitable. So that was horrible, especially considering two days before, I was having a conversation with my ex's cousin, and we were talking like about God and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I should stay with my ex, you know, and he's like, just start praying, start praying and don't stop. And then two days later, my house caught fire. But what did I do? I stayed with him. I took it as a sign that we need to tighten up and be together. Instead, Mm -hmm. that was a perfect break, but stupid me. But anyway, so that's, I think that's why I want to start it. And then um, we made a lot of bad decisions with marijuana and other drugs. We had a whole summer of running drugs from Texas to Wisconsin. And we did get in trouble. We did get convicted felony. I'm a drug felon. Hopefully someday I can get that taken care of so I can get a gun to protect myself. But anyway, um, so yeah, it was a whole crazy adventure in the summer because we were dealing with an American guy, but he was a middleman to one of the Mexican cartels. Okay. So that was, you know, there was cartel involvement and yeah, that's why, that's why I say I want to see it on the big screen because there's so many things that happen that are just like, Whoa. And like, I saw a crime scene. (laughs) I didn't see the crime. I didn't see, but what I saw is like, they did not put primer over the wall before they painted it so the blood spot was still visible. Wow. That yeah, that kind of thing. That would just be cool to see on the screen. But what I did not talk about in my last podcast, because I I talked about all of that in a podcast I did with Tom McComas called 1041, 10-41 podcast. Okay. I went in depth about the case, about running drugs and stuff. And but um I did not talk about going to Mexico because my ex put a gun to my head and told me I had to go to Mexico with him to try to avoid these charges. So I went to Mexico with him. And so that was a huge eye-opening experience um, on a lot of levels because like we take for granted the interstates here. Like you jump on I-90, you know, drive down to Chicago and it's yeah. good. Or you could drive all the way out west and, True. you know, you can expect 
the road to be consistently nice, like not too many potholes or whatever on the interstate. But in Mexico, it's a whole different story. Like I, I took the federal highway all the way to Cancun and oh, there's spots because they, they um, ask for the money from the federal government. They have 31 states. It's the United States of Mexico. Like we're United States of America. Mm-hmm. They got 31 states. So they appeal or apply to the federal government for their money for roads and all that. And then they go state by state. So like the poorest states have the worst roads. And oh, my God, I ended up blowing out my transmission because I was slowing down and speeding up in between the potholes and the speed bumps because they wouldn't have the highway go around the town. You go through the town and the speed bumps. So I blew out my transmission. And that's why I say Spanish helped me is because I was able to communicate to the guy at the Ford dealership that my transmission is broke. And so then we were there for three weeks waiting for parts to come from the United States. So, yeah, that was in the middle of Mexico. So, yeah, Spanish was good. And I learned very rapidly. And then moving to Cancun, I was there for five months. I was a shot girl. That was awesome. That oh man, that was a whole different binging experience. But yeah, that was that was different. That was intentional just to piss off my ex. That's what that was all about. It wasn't like losing myself in the bottle like it was the second time. Yeah. But um the last night we were in Mexico though, I want to tell you guys about that. Oh my goodness. Um it was Christmas and we knew it was our last night, so we were driving around getting pictures and whatever. And we went back to the hotel to smoke a little stuff. And then we were going to go back out, but we were drunk. And then we were drunk and high. And my friend crashed our car. Not really crashed. It was it was just really superficial. Like he just didn't stop in time and it hardly tapped. And it was a taxi. The taxi drivers run Cancun. Oh, that like they got the whole little cartel. And they will shut down the hotel zone entrance. The taxi drivers will in their protests. I've seen it happen myself, and I know it still happens. So anyway, um, the taxi he agreed that $50 American would cover this damage. And so the cop that had came, he was like, all right, you guys agree? Okay, see ya. But then the guy changed his mind and said, no, I want $200. Well, we didn't have it, and it's Christmas, so there's no Western Union. I'm sorry. Mm. And he's like, come with us, and we'll figure it out. So we went you know, followed him into the hood of all places. Imagine that. And so um, we pull up behind the taxi and then another one comes behind us and then another one comes next to us. So we're completely blocked in. And these Mexicans are trying to get the keys and trying to, you know, they're punching my ex and everything. I'm in the back seat and I'm just like, whoa, dude, I sobered up and I'm just like, whoa. So um, eventually my ex is like, screw this, Mike. He pushed it backwards, push you know, forward, reverse, forward, reverse to push out of the way. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he got clear, he went, but it was a dead end. So we had to turn around and come back at these Mexicans who had grabbed cinder blocks. And now they're throwing cinder blocks at our car. <laughs> so we get out of there. Like I, Luckily, that's another thing, is my sense of direction and my map skills are so on point. I knew how to get us out of there. So the... Uh, we're stopped at a light 
and then like there's a tow truck and an ambulance and cops. They, you know, and the Mexicans showed up, the taxi drivers, and they all went away. The cops left us for dead in the hands of these Mexicans. Is the point? Oh my God, that's what you know, and that's what I want to show in the movie too. No, so. Appreciate you sharing that because, yeah, alcohol, again, drugs mm-hmm. can take you and can, can can give you some unfortunate experiences that you never want to relive again. Mm-hmm. I, I was left for a, dead in the hands of the cartel in Mexico by the cop. I think that's a powerful reminder to to be aware, be aware and to stay away from, yeah, to stay away from from all that stuff. Uh, yeah. It's, so. My final question, and then if RJ mm-hmm. has any more, so what? What? What occupies Carrie's time now? What's your the blacklist? <laughs> Back to it, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I, I'm I'm obsessed with Pat McAfee show. Oh my god, yes. It's a good show. And mm-hmm, music, so like I said, very I spent charismatic. He mm-hmm. like. When when he did obviously he did that Packer Lions game and I was like okay this stinks because yeah. the Packers got smoked and it was like I I was like I don't know if I like this guy but then that's just his personality right it wasn't like <laughs> uh-huh, he was uh-huh. reveling in the Packers getting smoked and uh, yeah I like I've been. I've enjoyed all everything he's done he's since all then. about the brand though for the brand right right <laughs> I I was watching them highlights again the other day because the Prater did some. Um, fake punt or something. Oh my yeah, god! Was a fake I was goal and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prater, yep. Yeah. Matt, Matt Prater. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> he was the kicker when I was in Denver with us. Oh. Uh-huh. How many he times did you go out with him? You don't have to answer that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. That, no. No. That no, was uncouth. No. That was an uncouth. No. Mission. We. Uh, <laughs> I went out with a lot of the guys. In, in, uh-huh. in Prater may or may not have been there with us, but. <laughs> No, I think it's a good question. I told you, man. We keep it raw in the show, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I, RJ, you got anything? I mean, transition. Your story what? is like yeah. you're talking about the blacklist. It's like that. You know, you've lived some moments that would, <laughs> uh, you know, fit on that show. Blacklist worthy, absolutely. And that's um, why it was so hard. I don't watch a lot of TV because there is so much triggering content. Steve's watched it from I the beginning. Imagine. I actually. I actually didn't get into it till season six. Oh, wow. Because it's, yeah, just because there's so much true. Yeah. And I dissociated when I would watch it with Steve. I dissociated so hard. I didn't realize Liz was pregnant at that wedding when they shot up the church. Like, I remember that episode. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) That was season three. That was so long ago. We're in season eight now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, she's very pregnant and I didn't even realize. Wow. Like I, I dissociated and I went back and watched it again. I was like, no, sh- no kidding. Mm. But yeah, so um, and I spend time with my neighbors across the street. We're we're like um, roommates that live across the street from each other. <laughs> That's what we say in the face of COVID, because remember, we're not supposed to hang out with other houses. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's so. True. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been a it's been yeah. a tough time let's put it that way especially yeah. for us in the recovery community like for some people yeah. it has been nice because you've been able to insulate yourself you've been able to i mean you're isolated 
not by choice by, you know, trying to keep right. everybody safe and yourself safe. Right. Um, but I think t- to a lot, a lot of us, it put a lot of stress on us. Like I was very lucky. I got to go out to work every day. Like, you know, electricity, right. still has yep, to flow. Yep. we have to do our job yeah. to keep that happening. And, um, yeah, that's a lot of people didn't have that. And even at my mm-hmm. company, I was talking to someone who they go out to walk their dog every day. And that's the only time they get out of their house for basically an entire year. They've gotten out twice almost. It's like, yeah, that is it. You know, it's a very tough time for us in the recovery community. So the fact that you have your neighbors mm-hmm. to be able to help, you know, keep you connected with the world. That's huge. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, we need yeah. that. We need that. We need that connection. So, mm-hmm. um, have you noticed that your, since you've gone into recovery, your sweet tooth has gotten, uh, heavier, that's my replacement heavier. <laughs> <It's>, mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of taking shots, I take snacks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we've been talking about this and I forgot to ask Nikki, but she's been talking about it on Twitter recently. And, I had like a candy bar once a month and then I got sober and it's like almost every day I have to consciously stop myself from doing it. Right. One thing I've been Mm -hmm. doing actually, I do it even when I don't have any issues is cough drops, like just cough drops that it helps quench that sweet tooth. Interesting. And it's not like, not a lot of calories in that. I know you're not supposed to eat cough drops like that, but (laughs) too bad. Make sure we're not. We're not abusing cough drops. Today. Hey, I grew up that way. <laughs> the Ludens, right? Yeah. There is some medicinal properties in there. But uh, <laughs> no, I hear you. It's, yeah. For me, yeah. Once I stop drinking, I put on weight. I always tell people, once you, if you ever see me just immediately just lose a bunch of weight, then that means I'm using again. <laughs> because oh. Because drinking, I wouldn't eat. Aha, uh-huh, yep, yep. I cannot stop eating sugar. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, it's it's bad. Yeah, it's rough. Ice cream, rough. <laughs> uh, pie, you know, get yep. it out of me. Yeah. Somebody said yep. on Twitter, you know, uh, let people know you're an alcoholic without saying you're an alcoholic. And I said, I have three desserts after every meal. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <Right>. seriously. <laughs> and I do, I, I have, I do have at least one after every meal. it's a little bite of chocolate or something right yeah i every every yeah every time i'll just be i'll just be sitting down here and all of a sudden it's like oh i need something sweet and it's like it's not like you know you really it's something you want it's like it's that craving that you have to get it it's just like gnawing at you the entire time might be some adhd that happens too but you know (laughs) Just do something different. What's that squirrel? Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, um, Carrie, we are at the top of the hour. We are now. Right on. Um, I have nothing more, RJ. Do you? Uh, we really appreciate you sharing your story and being so open with us. And, uh, like, like Mon stated before, we both echo, like, uh, carried away is a fantastic title. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being so real with us and telling us, yes, inspiring us that it can it can be done. Mm -hmm, Absolutely, it can happen, and that's the RJ RJ summed it up perfectly. Yeah, it's this is great for us, great for our listeners as well. Obviously, great for yourself to to put it out there, hear yourself say it, so it brings Mm -hmm. more 
value to it, more truth to it. Uh, it brings that um, accountability as well once you're sharing it with others. So yes, we yes. Really, really appreciate all of this. And I'm sure our listeners do as well um, because we're providing hope. Yes, I do have one little bit of advice. Um, I'm sure Nikki would echo it too, the sober lady on Twitter. But because she, you know, she's posting heavy and, you know, that's fabulous. But it's also keeping her accountable. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like I said, that's when I started my now titled Carried Away Facebook page. It was, I was a sober astrologer as a way of being accountable. Because how can I be the sober astrologer if I'm not sober, mm-hmm. if I'm drinking? So, yeah, um, don't be afraid to start some kind of a social media page or profile as a means of keeping yourself accountable. Especially because meetings aren't for everybody. Like I won't go to meetings or whatever. Been there, done. Been there, done that. It don't work out. Same for me personally. So starting the Facebook page is me being accountable to the world. Love it. So I just wanted to finding that hobby. That's that. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that is the. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you you end up having so much more time, and some more. Eventually, you have more energy that you you need yes. to put some you need to put it into uh work somewhere so finding those yeah. new hobbies that you haven't tried mm-hmm. before is absolutely awesome. you going into astrology and then marrying that with sobriety like that's really creative mm-hmm. like i don't know it if anybody's is. told you that before but that's really creative so thank you thank uh, you yeah that's fantastic you're getting a lot of positive feedback in our chat right now oh, yay oh, yes captain yeah, Corey you know. says thank you for sharing we got Susie Q4709 saying, Carrie, you are fantastic. And uh, Dan the Man says, thanks for sharing your story. So, Thank uh, you, everybody. A- Thank a- you. AWSM Unk. Uh, oh, Awesome Unk. Nice, nice name. Awesome Unk says, glad you are alive. Glad you are alive and uh, best podcast on Twitch. Really appreciate that. <laughs> that is awesome. No, but uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, we would not get that feedback if it weren't for your honesty and your willingness to just open up and and be real with us. That's mm-hmm. that's the best thing about the recovery world. People like yourself. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to give it to you all. This is what it is. This is who I am. You're either going to like it or leave. And 95 percent of the time, probably 100 percent of the time, people in the recovery world, no judgment. And you're going to be welcomed. So we really appreciate you joining yeah. us. I appreciate you guys. This has been amazing. <laughs> this will not be the last time. This will not be the last <laughs> oh! time. Expect, expect another invite. So you know, yes, it's anytime. been such a pleasure talking to you. I think we could talk for, uh, you know, hours like this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I could. Uh huh. Anytime. My Sundays are open. So. It's good to know. Fantastic. Know. And All my right. Thursday nights too. <laughs> you know, when uh, football season comes back around, we'll take you up on that when we get to some NCAA action. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Fantastic. Well, we'll start Thank wrapping you. this up. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on Twitch. Uh, Captain Corey, Awesome Unk, Susie Q, all of the new listeners, all you know, Dan the Man for always tuning in. We love to see you. We love, we love listening to everybody. Hit us up on Untapped Keg, all social media platforms. Um, you can find this as a podcast and then we also have YouTube. Uh, you can find Carrie on Twitter 
at carried underscore a underscore way, correct? Yes. Is there anywhere else that people can find you? I have another Twitter um, and my Instagram and all my socials mostly are Carrie seven, three, eight, three, one, five. That's my last name upside down on a calculator. Siebel. (laughs) My husband, my husband figured that out. So crazy. My husband did that. You see me turning my head. I'm I'm trying to see it right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. That is awesome. That is awesome. That's, that's your Twitch username, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yep. 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 Oh my god. That's pretty cool. Stuff. That is fantastic. So <laughs> we will we will I will get that written down and we will put that in the description so people can find you. Sweet. Uh yeah. Know, hit up Carrie because she's awesome. She's got awesome content she, that she shares. Uh, I appreciate you. you when you tagged us on the blogs. I read those and you know, yeah, that's a great way yes. to get get some of that energy out as well. Um mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we appreciate everybody tuning in. Like we said, find us, and let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we don't make Amen. it, we tried. Indeed. Real, yeah, quick before we, real quick before we go, RJ, I just want to say thank you to Captain Corey, 7-6. Um, I really, really appreciate you, what, what you stated, Captain Corey. Um, thank you for being a fan and awesome, Unc. I really, really appreciate that as well. Thank you, guys. It means a lot to me. Hey, everybody, you have a good week. Thank you very much. Also, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.